podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Friday before Liverpool take on Brighton in the Premier League tomorrow at 3pm. Um, we have some injury updates. Darwin Nunes is a doubt. Jürgen hasn't ruled him out of the game yet, but I I kind of feel like if there's any doubt at all, he probably shouldn't play because the last thing you want to do is do what you did with Virgil and play him when he's injured and force him to miss six to eight weeks. Uh, more bad news, James Milner is back, giving Klopp an excuse to play him. Uh, sets the standards and all that good jazz, though. Uh, Jürgen is uh, just full of shit right now. That's about the only way I can look at it. Um, claiming that the midfield isn't an issue, despite the fact it's been an issue for over a year. His comments that he doesn't see any more January transfers. Well, that's fair enough. If you don't, then why did you spend your entire budget on a forward player when you needed a midfield player? You reacted to... Either you reacted to uh, a short-term injury problem by spending your entire January budget, or you were led into spending your entire January budget by somebody who's not qualified to make those decisions. Uh, either way, it's not good, and it doesn't look good for us right now. We're seventh in the league. Fulham have overtaken us with their win over Chelsea last night. So that's fun. Uh, we're away to Brighton. So that's fun. We're without Virgil for six to eight weeks. We're without Darwin, potentially. Diaz, likely March. Jota, sometime in February. Artur, sometime in February. Looks like Firmino is going to miss this weekend as well. Uh, That was meant to be a a couple of games. It's kind of run on now a little bit longer than that. Joel Matip is back in training, though, so that is at least a positive. Stefan Basetic is back in training, so that's a positive as well, though he shouldn't be playing because he's a child. Talented and all as he may be, we shouldn't be playing kids. There's a lot of talk that Ben Doak could play. Now, again, outrageously talented, but a child and shouldn't be playing Premier League football at this point. I don't care what fast track you promised. Teams gunning for the title do not play 17-year-olds. We've obviously just given up on being a team that competes for the title, for now anyway. Which, you know, when you have Alisson, you have Virgil, you have Mo, you have Thiago, all in there prime or late prime, 
I'm sure that's what they want to hear in January is that we're not in a position to challenge for the title. Now, some of them have contributed to the current morass. Virgil has not been particularly good this season. Thiago has been at his imperious best, though he has been by far the best of our midfielders. Mo isn't having a great season by Mo's standards, but he's having a great season by normal human being standards. But the more you look at things, the more annoyed you get. Or at least that's what happens with me. If we lose on Saturday, it's very hard to see us making up ground on those above us. Now, United at least face City and Spurs face Arsenal. So they both have tough games. and They're the two teams right now that we have to be looking at. Those two in Newcastle are the teams we have to keep our eye on because you'd imagine it's two from those three and ourselves for third and fourth in the league. But if City and Arsenal win, then at least they haven't... At least Tottenham and United won't have opened much of a gap if Tottenham or United manage to win their derbies, or both of them win their derbies, and we were to lose, it really would put us in a a very, very difficult position. I mean, things are bad enough as they are, but if we fall further behind, if we start to have to make up a 10-point gap, that really wouldn't be good. We're currently seven points behind United and five behind Spurs. Spurs have played a game more than us, though, so that's at least a positive. But we're seven points behind Newcastle as well. Our game in hand is Chelsea. Right now, that looks like a game we should win, but you know, Leeds looked like a game we should win. Forest looked like a game we should win. Fulham looked like a game we should win. Palace looked like a game we should win. And we have won none of those games this season. Wolves last weekend looked like a game we should win. Brentford looked like a game we should win. We haven't been winning these games. We've been really, really poor all season. I would say there's been three good results this season. City, Spurs away, and Napoli at home. And that's it. All the rest have either been expected wins against poor teams or bad defeats or bad draws. And it really isn't acceptable for this team to be where they are. Five defeats in 17 games in this league, which is a particularly weak iteration of the Premier League, in which there is no great team. Two teams you'd describe as pretty good. A Newcastle team you'd describe as decent. United have been decent. Spurs have been decent. For their relative expectations, Fulham and Brighton have been pretty good, as of Brentford, but they're not good teams compared to where we were 12 months ago. 
six months ago. Um, Jürgen said today, Bobby is not close to a return. That's the latest on Bobby. Not close to a return. That was meant to be a couple of weeks. People really want to give a new contract to Bobby. He can't stay fit. Can't stay fit at all. I don't know what the thinking is here. He has struggled for form repeatedly over the last few years. He has these purple patches and then he falls off. Then he gets injured. We need to be saying goodbye to Bobby. This is Anfield have a piece up by uh, Young Henrold. Potterball on afterburners, Caicedo. Perfect for Liverpool and how Liverpool can expose Brighton. Give that one a read. Liverpool's challenging issue, an alarming first to 11th drop-off. Van Dyke hamstring injury, analysing the calls and when he could return. There's an interesting piece there um, regarding Jamie Carragher and what he said he took away from a talk with Michael Edwards. Now, one of the the things took away from the discussion with Edwards was the role that agents play and how Edwards says keeping a a strong relationship with agents was really, really important. I'm not sure why Carragher is so surprised by that. We are in the age and the age of the super agent, where George Mendes, Pinizahivi, previously obviously Minoriola, these people run the game, whether we like to admit it or not. They've had to change the laws surrounding their payments because of the power they were wielding. Like, take take Matthias Nunes as the prime example. We wanted him last summer. A decision was made not to buy him, despite the money being available. I assume because we decided to try and buy somebody else in that last week of the transfer window. So Nunes goes to Wolves. But at the same time, we agree a deal where we buy him this summer. Now, if he had gone to it, he's done pretty well at Wolves. He's had some injuries and he's been used at a position, but when used properly, he's been good. If he'd gone to Wolves and exploded this season and been the player he's capable of being and the player that hopefully he will become in the future, would Wolves still have been forced to stick to selling him for forty-four million pounds because of George Mendes? Yes, yes, they would. Yes, they would, because George Mendes controls the narrative. George Mendes controls where his players go. So it does look like we can look at Matthias Nunes as one of our summer signings. It looks like Wolves are going to bring in Mario Lamina and Joao Gomes as new midfielders. Uh, They've also decided to make the Matthias Nunes deal 
permanent. They had an option to buy. They're going to go ahead and pick that up after just a couple of games. He's played. I think he's played once so far, but I think after three games, it's going to become active now for them. And that is because they know they're getting money from us in the summer. So it looks like we can put Matthias Nunes down as one of our new midfielders. That doesn't help us, though, because he can't arrive till the summer. But he could arrive now, he just couldn't play till the summer. So we're going to sit out, we're going to wait, we're going to do nothing. And what about the other two midfield positions we need? And what about the backup midfielder we need? Because we need four. No matter how much nonsense people try and tell you, we need four midfielders. Because every one of our midfielders comes with a big old asterisk next to them. With Thiago, it's age and injury. With Fabinho, it's age and decline. With Milner, it's age and not being very good. With Henderson, it's age and not being very good. With Elliot, it's age the opposite way and simply not being a midfielder. With Curtis Jones, it's injuries. With Oxlade-Chamberlain, it's injuries not being very good for the last while and the fact that he's leaving. With Naby Kate, it's injuries and the fact that he's leaving. With Stefan Basetic, it's the fact that he's an embryo. At least Nunes is in that that sweet spot of you know twenty four to twenty eight. So at least there's that. But we need three more. We need three more. And if if Klopp is as obsessed with Jude Bellingham as it seems to be, it wouldn't surprise me if all we get is, is Nunes and Jude. And some people will tell you to shut up and be grateful. But our midfield issues won't be solved. We'll always be one injury away from having to play someone who's clearly not very good. There's a bunch of stuff on liverpool.com as well. You can check that out there for yourself. And on anfieldindex.com, there is a couple of new bits. Tony Evans has a piece up, Riga. Um, There is a piece up, another piece up about Naby Keita entitled Time to Start Naby Keita. Stephen Smith. It's very obvious that Naby Keita should be starting. Uh, David David Davis has done a scouting report on Taon Koopminers. So do give that one a read. And as I mentioned yesterday, there is a preview of the Brighton game. There's also a scouted on Brighton, which myself and Carl have done. Another scouted coming out, I think, today, which is basically questions that were put up on the Discord. And we also kind of followed up to our keep loan sell um, by speculating on potential values or what we could potentially get by selling some of the um, some of the less important or more sellable assets that the club have within the squad. Uh, there is the new Pro Plus I did with Grizz Khan. There's a new Moby on the spot if you haven't heard that. There's plenty of good stuff there. So do go and check all of those things out, and that will do me for the week. I'll see you Monday, and I'll probably be really annoyed then too. Take care of yourselves. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye.
We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.